Today is Monday, May 12th, and the Public Safety Commission meeting is now called to order. We begin to acknowledge that the land on which we gather, that is currently known as the City of West Hollywood, is the occupied, unceded, seized territory of the Gabrielino Tongva and the Gabrielino Kritz people. Now for the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, Commissioner Salzman, will you lead us, please? Please rise and put your right hand over your heart. Thank you. Now to our next item, which is a very exciting item, uh, will be the oath of office for our two remaining commissioners, uh, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson. All right, oh wait, is this on? Nope. Now it is, great. All right, Adam, come on down. <laughs> Huh? All right. We're going to read it together. Raise your right hand and repeat after me. I state your name. I, Adam Aramian. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That while serving in the office. That while serving in the office. As a member. As a member. Of the Public Safety Commission. Of the Public Safety Commission. Of the City of West Hollywood. Of the City of West Hollywood. That I will support and defend. That I will support and defend. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the State of California. And the Constitution of the State of California. That I bear true faith and allegiance. That I bear true faith and allegiance to the Constitution of the United States to the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the State of California and the Constitution of the State of California that I take this obligation freely that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion or purpose of evasion and that I will well and faithfully and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties discharge the duties upon which I'm about to enter upon which I'm about to enter congratulations commissioner thank you you're very welcome so that's for you. Thank you. And then, all right, Brandon, come on up. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. Uh, raise your right hand and repeat after me. I state your name. I, Brandon John Blau. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear that while serving in the office, that while serving in the office, as a member of the Public Safety Commission, as a member of the Public Safety Commission, of the City of West Hollywood, of the City of West Hollywood, that I will support and defend, that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States, the Constitution of the United States, and the Constitution of the State of California, and the Constitution of the State of California, that I will bear true faith and allegiance, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the Constitution of the United States to the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the State of California and the Constitution of the State of California that I take this obligation freely that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion and that I will well and faithfully and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties discharge the duties upon which I'm about to enter upon which I'm about to enter congratulations commissioner thank you 
Here you go. That's for you. And then I'll give this back over here. Thank you, Mayor Pro Tem. Uh, roll call. Commission Secretary, can I get a roll call, please? Commissioner Blau? Here. Commissioner Ramian? Here. Commissioner Freiberg? Commissioner Harrison? Here. Commissioner Nickel? Here. Commissioner Saltzman? Here. Chair Hallman? Here. We have a quorum. Thank you. Uh, item of five is the approval of the agenda. Are there any changes to tonight's agenda for June 12, 2023? Uh, can I get a motion to approve the agenda? I move approval of the agenda. All right, can I get a second, please? Thank you. Uh, Commission Secretary, can I please get a roll call? Commissioner Blau? Aye. Commissioner Ramian? Present. Commissioner Freiberg? Aye. Commissioner Harrison? Aye. Commissioner Nickel? Aye. Commissioner Saltzman? Aye. Chair Hallman? Aye. The agenda is approved. Thank you. Item six is approval of the minutes. The agenda um, needs to be approved, or are there any changes from our minutes, or rather our minutes, from our May 8th meeting? Do any commissioners have any changes? Can I get a motion to approve the agenda, please? So moved. Second. Thank you. And Commission Secretary, can I once again get a roll call? Commissioner Blau? Aye. Commissioner Ramian? Aye. Commissioner Freiberg? Commissioner Harrison? Aye. Commissioner Nickel? Aye. Commissioner Saltzman? Aye. Chair Hallman. Aye. The minutes are approved. Thank you. Um, we are at public comments. Um, before we do our public comments, I just want to welcome our two new commissioners to the dais. We are now full body, finally. So welcome, everyone. Um, um, public comments. Commission Secretary, do we have any comments in chambers? Yes, we do have one um, com public comment in chambers. Um, Steve Martin, if you want to come to the podium, you'll have three minutes to speak. Well, good, good evening, commissioners. Um, good to get seasick. Um, this is very exciting. I don't think we've had a commission that's had so many new people on it since we started the commission back in 84. Uh, but like the commission in 84, you're not really new. There's a lot of experience up here. And I really appreciate the fact that you're all willing to come in right now when there's so many controversies and, and there's so many challenges. And uh, come in and put in the time to make West Hollywood safer. Uh, we, this is a really good time for you to be involved. And I'm excited that you're here. And I think that there's some great diversity here, which is really necessary for us to get good policies. And so welcome. <laughs> uh, the other thing I would I want to bring up is this weekend's going to be uh, a uh, uh, 
dragged uh, story hour at the West Hollywood Library. And last April, we had one, and there was an incident uh, where someone who was trying to disrupt the reading was assaulted uh, by a member of the, well, by a member of the opposition, let's put it that way. Uh, my feeling on that is that West Hollywood's supposed to be a safe place for everybody. It's a safe place for the queer community, the gay community, for women, for immigrants, for lots of people. But we also have to have, be a safe space for free speech. And violence really can't be part of the equation here in West Hollywood. It doesn't work. It, violence begets violence. And we need to make sure that this time that we have, whether it's through monitoring or just through law enforcement presence, that we have an ability for people to speak their piece peaceably and to avoid confrontation. And I know that's a tall order because there's a lot of emotion going on here. But it's our job to be leaders, not to simply be reactive. And I hope that, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if Captain Mueller's gonna be here, but I have talked to him about it. And um, that's just one other thing on your work list. So anyway, good luck and I really appreciate all your time. Thanks. Um, Commission Secretary, do we have any um, public comments in Zoom? Uh, so, Chair, we um, actually do have a number that uh, we just admitted to Zoom, and so we'll transition over to uh, Zoom now to see whether or not uh, the phone number that called in would like to participate at this time. Um, so, the number ending in 3468, if you could please press star six to unmute yourself. Um, you'll have uh, three minutes to speak if you'd like to do so at this time. And if so, um, please state your name um, and then you would be able to begin uh, speaking. Again, press uh, star six and you would have three minutes to speak if you'd like to comment at this time. Hi, good evening, commissioners. My name is Danny Hang and I'm a resident of West Hollywood. I just wanted to uh, say my congratulations to Commissioner uh, Brandon and uh, RM the Public Safety Commission. Uh, both will do excellent work for the city, so congratulations. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Danny. Uh, Chair, there's no uh, further speakers at this time. Okay, and again, no additional speakers in chambers. Great, thank you. Uh, item number eight on the agenda, Commissioner comments. Um, it was moved to the top of the meeting uh, to give commissioners the opportunity to maybe present things, the events they had attended, uh, maybe make other comments. Um, we used to do it at the top and at the end of the meeting. But in our bylaws, we do it once. So a show of hands, as a commission, where you would like to keep it, do we want to keep it at the top? or put it at the end of the meeting. I'm very open to this. I don't have a real a dog in this fight, so who wants to keep it at the top? And the bottom? Okay. Of course. say of comments of 
you know, what you have to say as I'm repeating myself. But I feel like um, it just allows us to hear everything during the meeting, and then we can make comments. If we do it at the top, then we have nothing to say at the end, you know? And then everything happens, and then we leave out public comment as well, because there's more public comment coming. So we want to be considerate of their comments as well. So I think, just like city council, it'd be a good move to put it at the end. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, are we still in consensus that we want to keep it at the top? I will change my vote. Uh, Chair, I'm sorry. I know we're having some difficulties. If folks can just make sure that you have your uh, microphone on, the, the light should turn red, and then just make sure you get as close as you can when you're, when you're speaking. Thank you. I'll change my vote to the bottom. I will do the same. I'll also do the same. Well, thank you. All right. Does this mean two, two comment sections, or one at the top and bottom? One. Or just no, one only one. Okay. It'll be okay. at okay. the end. One shebang at the end. Yeah. All right. You were quite persuasive. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> um, item nine on our agenda are our monthly reports. Uh, first up is our fire chief. Where is he? Hello. Good evening. And also, before our chief starts, um, commissioners, um, just remember when it comes to questions for each agency, we're allowing four minutes per commissioner. Uh, Director Rivas will keep a loose timing of it. And the reason why we made this decision was so we could keep our meeting going. If you are in a conversation or questions that require more attention, the chair can um, approve that. And also, um, if you have a question that you would like to propose, please key it into the computer, and I will call on you accordingly. All right, Chief, thank you. Right. Great well, to see you. you. Good evening. So uh, welcome to the new commissioners. I'm Drew Smith, the Assistant Fire Chief for Division 7. So I represent West Hollywood as your Fire Chief, and the Los Angeles County Fire Department loves being the fire department in West Hollywood. So um, I feel that uh, everybody else feels the same as well. So your fire family is doing good. Uh, we're motivated and healthy. And uh, I will get into May's report. So just for a little background, your two fire stations in West Hollywood, uh, we have 21 members there that serve 24-7 uh, with three different shifts and uh, two fire stations, one's at San Vicente, uh, uh, just up from Santa Monica Boulevard, and the other one's down at uh, Santa Monica Boulevard, cross of, um, like, let's say, how do I give you the exact uh, location? I don't have it off the top of my head, so it's on the east side of the city. I'll, it'll come to me, though. Um, now, with uh, your May report, uh, I didn't see anything out of the ordinary. We're still averaging approximately 20 runs within the city of West Hollywood. And we had a total of, for May, 10 fires. We had a total of 450 uh, medical calls and 119, which required advanced life support, 218, which required basic life support. And we transported 337 patients to the hospital. We had zero hazmat calls. We had four hazardous conditions call. We had a total of 13 service calls. And service calls are those that uh, somebody needs a little help with something. So I'll give you, what does a service call look like? Uh, water heater broke. 
locked out of my apartment type of stuff or some other type of uh, non-emergency, I guess you could say, but it's emergency to that person, so it's deemed as a service call rather than a uh, medical emergency or a fire. And then a good intent call, 143 of those, and good intent calls are somebody saw something, they reported to 911, and when we got there, it wasn't as what was described. So uh, those would be good intent calls. So we go to uh, any type of 911 call, and we go evaluate and do what is in best practice to meet the needs of the emergency. And just uh, since we're off of... Uh, even though it's for June, but I'll talk about pride. Real quick, uh, highlighted numbers, and we'll get some exacts. We had a total of uh, approximately 60 runs that affected uh, the West Hollywood area, 30 of those which were event-related with two transports to the hospital, and 30 runs uh, or calls that were uh, medical in nature, and 30 of those, and only 12 of those required transport. So. Just as an overview for Pride, the way that we carved it out in unified command with the sheriffs is that we wanted to maintain uh, the public service to the community, and then we also needed to uh, maintain a presence and uh, render aid at the festival, so we carved them out in two different ways. So we had adequate coverage for West Hollywood with a big event that went on with Pride, but also everybody outside of the event still needs their customer delivery as well. So that's it for me for May. Is there any uh, questions for me? Um, I don't see that anyone has keyed anything into the system, but with that being said, one. does anyone? Uh, yes, there, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Commissioner. Can I get my button to work quick enough? Go ahead. <laughs> um, I just wanted to, was there any update on the May 23rd possible arson, the fence covering fires? So we don't have any arson reported. I'll talk about the fires that we have. All of the fires that we had were outdoor in nature, except for one, which was in a storage container area. So within the city of West Hollywood, we get a significant amount of outdoor type fires, whether it be into a rubbish, whether it be trash um, in a dumpster. We get a lot of those. We've talked about those for the three years that I've been here. So we don't have any reported arson that's going on in the city. I know there is elevated news within the proximal area to that, but we don't have anything reported now within the city of West Hollywood as far as arson. Okay, and then the other thing I wanted to ask, and I know, Danny, you might want to chime in, is getting a key definition legend for the categories. Because it's like, when I see a category that says minor injury or major injury, that could be anything. Oh, here we go again. Um, so, okay. is there any way that we can get that, or should we just figure this out on our own? Um, so, it depends on how deep you want to dig into it. So, um, the light definition of each of these things. You yeah, know, and it's not only for us, it's for them as well. Sure. You know? So, we can give um, a category of major and minor uh, medical emergencies. We can come up with that for you. Well, I mean all of them. Hmm? Like, all of them that sound... You know, so this way everybody knows what they are. Well, yeah, okay, minor and major. I don't have my glasses on. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that might be it, actually. Okay. Okay. Thank you. We can do that. You bet. Um, Commissioner Nickel. Yes. Um, I just wanted to say that I had the opportunity uh, to do a ride along with Station 7. Oh, good. I've previously done 8. And um, 
Captain Vol and his team were amazing. And it was the same with eight. They had a really amazing camaraderie and everyone, they were very excited to be here and to serve West Hollywood. And they had a really nice rivalry going on between the two stations. Oh, as yes. Well. So mm -hmm. that's uh, we like that. Yeah. I just wanted to say that yeah. again. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah, the districts on, you know, with eights being at Santa Monica Boulevard and Spalding over there and then at San Vicente. So they have their own jurisdictional areas. But um, when they're out and about, if somebody's closer, even though it's somebody else's area, they go, ooh. And yeah, so it's kind of that kind of customer service delivery with being efficient like that, even though they cross each other's jurisdictional boundary is uh, competitive for them. But there was one call where there were members from both stations and they worked together flawlessly. Oh, so they do. Very good to Absolutely. See. Yes. Thank you for that. I'm glad you had a mm -hmm. good time. Um, commissioners, any other additional questions for our fire chief? Is it showing up? That I've asked. Uh, you just <laughs> popped up. Yes. Uh, Go ahead. Just general, general thoughts. How did you feel about this year uh, in comparison to other years when uh, pride has happened. Um, not, not specific, just generally. Yeah, no, it, uh, so one good thing that the city of West Hollywood has is the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department and the Los Angeles County Fire Department. Because even though we had only 60-ish uh, runs, if you will, um, the way that we build out for an event to happen is what you need. So the unified command structure that we have the sheriffs and the intel sharing that goes on is paramount when you have mass gatherings because we need uh, adequate support for the festival, but we also have to think at a 30 to 50,000 foot level on the event. So City West Hollywood is very fortunate in that way because of the depth that the, the county itself has. So I can say, and I'll even speak for the sheriffs, and we feel really good about this year's event, and it went, actually the call volume in the city for the three days was actually down as compared to what it was when the event happened, so which is nice. So I, I feel uh, very good about how the event was and the orchestration behind that and the communication that we have with the West Hollywood team is is phenomenal so Thank that's you. a great question and we feel really good about it being that there for you i think danny feels the same way because he would tell me if he didn't mm -hmm. um any other questions for our chief commissioners All right, sir. Um, i think you are off the hook all right well thank you reach out if you need something or we're open 24-7, so please reach out. And it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, item 9B, report from the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. Uh, I believe will be given by Sergeant Duran. And I would like to welcome Lieutenant Lapkin back. We have missed you. Welcome back. Good evening. <clears throat> Welcome to the uh, new commissioners. We would just like to start off by just kind of giving you a quick, just a brief overview of uh, our special teams here at West Hollywood Station. I know some of you new to the commission may not have um, an idea as to what some of us do here and, and, and what the, the teams do here. 
Um, my name is Sergeant Jason Duran. I oversee the special teams here at West Hollywood Station. Those consist of our daytime team, which is called our COPS team, uh, community-oriented policing and problem-solving team. Um, that's a team of five deputies that work during daytime hours, um, and they deal with anything from community issues to public um, relations, uh, city-directed tasks, um, events, things like that. Um, basically anything that's directed that's needed to be uh, attended to or special problems within the city. Um, I also oversee our EPT team, which is Entertainment Policing Team. Um, their primary goal and function is to um, handle bar and uh, club-related incidents here in the city of West Hollywood. That's a team of five deputies, and they work uh, nights, primarily weekends. Um, their focus directing, again, is, is the bars and the clubs and incidents that happen there. They work as liaisons with us, um, with the department, uh, working with those locations to try to better the safety for the uh, residents, the customers, and everybody that's in that area at night. Um, real quickly, we'll go into um, our May data for uh, 2023. So for the month of May, uh, the West Hollywood Station personnel responded to 1,681 calls for service. Uh, with 88 of those calls being an emergency response. Um, during this month, uh, or that month, uh, deputies made 63 felony arrests and 145 misdemeanor arrests. Uh, West Hollywood Station Part 1 crime is down for the month of May with 215 incidents compared to May of 2022 that had 281. Uh, Part one crime break broken down by uh, areas of the city. The west district of the city, 58% of those part one crimes occurred there, a total of 125. City center accounted for 12%, 26 total incidents. And the east district, uh, 30%, 64 total incidents. Um, in comparison to last year, the West District was down about 36%, Center was down about 39%, and the East was up about 56%. Uh, our overall crime numbers uh, contributed to, were contributed to uh, theft-related incidents, grand theft, petty theft, vehicle burglaries. That, that was the majority of the Part 1 crimes in the month of May. Um, our East End theft numbers um, have been driven up by retail theft recently. Um, there's a location on the East End that's been uh, targeted by thieves quite a bit, and our detectives and special teams have been working with the staff at that location to try to combat crime and reduce those numbers. Uh, during the month of May, there were 37 pickpocket incidents. Uh, all of these involved cell phones or other personal items taken from victims that were at a nightlife venue in the Rainbow District. Uh, catalytic converter thefts showed a drastic decrease in the month of May. We only had five thefts. Uh, for month of May compared to last month where there were 25. Uh, we have continued interest from the public in doing another etching event to try to prevent and deter this type of crime. We currently are in the works of trying to plan uh, an etching event for the beginning of July. Uh, we had seven residential burglaries for the month of May. Uh, grand theft auto or stolen vehicles incidents for the month of May was six, which is a 70% decrease from last year at this time. Uh, there were two reported rapes in the month of May. Both incidents, the perpetrator was known to the victim. I can't share too much more data on that. Um, as I explained before, anything to do with uh, a sexual assault type of nature, we're limited as to what we can share. 
Um, our COPS and EPT teams continue to conduct weekly operations based on crime trends, as well as unhoused outreach within the city. <clears throat> as a response to the East End theft at a retail location, the teams have spent numerous hours conducting footbeat patrols in and around that location. These additional patrols have resulted in catching thieves in the act. As a response to the increased pickpocket theft, our EPT team uh, conducted an undercover operation just this past weekend. As a result of their hard work, the deputies made six arrests and recovered 18 stolen cell phones just in this past weekend. Uh, as part of that uh, operation, our deputies contact bar and club management and staff to keep them aware of the continuing uh, incidents of pickpocketing. They also uh, provided information to help those businesses uh, in deterring that, that type of crime and asked for any feedback that they needed to uh, help deter that type of crime within those businesses. Um, Traffic-related incidents. There were six DUI arrests in the month of May, three of which involved traffic collisions. There were no reported scooter or e-bike incidents in the month of May. Um, some notable crimes that occurred in May, um, on May 7th, at 2.59 a.m., there was an incident that occurred at the intersection of Santa Monica and San Vicente. Uh, a suspect was driving a silver Mini Cooper and hit three pedestrians with his vehicle. He, at the time, he was speeding away from an argument that occurred in the crosswalk. All three victims had minor injuries. Um, this incident did make uh, local media, and it's still currently under investigation. On May 16th at 5.05 in the morning, there was a smash and grab robbery that occurred on the 8400 block of Sunset Boulevard at a local business. A window was smashed and a large uh, group of suspects entered the location taking numerous items from the store. West Hollywood de detectives have made an arrest in this case and have an ongoing investigation that may lead to additional arrests. Um, there's also been some recent inquiries at the station and media attention regarding uh, a dog poisoning incident that occurred here in West Hollywood. Um, our detectives, along with Animal Control, are currently investigating uh, those incidents and those reports. Uh, that concludes our information for the month of May, and I'm open to any questions you may have. Uh, thank you, Sergeant Duran. Uh, Commissioner Harrison. That was an old request. Um, Commissioner Emerald, Adam, Aramian, you know, and I know it's Aramian, and I'm not going to hear the end of this. <laughs> Sergeant Durana, first I want to say thank you for your entire team at the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department for everything that you guys do. Um, I just have a quick question in regards to, I'm just trying to, um, understand the chart. I see calls for service and I see observations. What's the difference between the calls for service and observations? So um, a call for service is when um, a person in the community, whoever, a resident, business, whatever that, that person is, um, calls the station and calls us for a reason to, to have us come out. Um, it could be anything, it could be reporting a crime, it could be reporting suspicious activity, whatever that is. That would be a call for service. It's, it's a call from uh, somebody coming into the station. An observation, that is a self-initiated work from the deputies that are out in the field, for example, like a traffic stop, um, something of that nature. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Blau. Hi, thank you. Hello. 
Um, so we had Pride uh, two weekends ago, and I know that that'll be part of June, um, so I won't harp on it too much, but can you give any, any highlights, and then there's uh, one particular issue that I want to talk about with it. Um, also, Commissioner, can you just sit a little closer to oh. the mic? Yeah, absolutely. There Whoa, you are. So loud. Okay, there we go. Understood. Um, I, I don't have all the, the, the Pride data quite yet. Mm -hmm. um, uh, just briefly, there was um, approximately 16 arrests uh, citywide for that weekend which isn't anything significant. We didn't have any significant uh, crime incidents within uh, the Pride Festival, but I don't have um, broken down numbers yet compiled for Pride. It, it'll be part of the package next month. Okay, and if you compared it relatively to last year's Pride, if you can kind of think about uh, the relative, um, relative incidents. Um, it, it's hard to compare because I don't have the data in front of me yet. Um, however, based on last year's Pride being a smaller footprint and this year being a larger one, mm -hmm. I'm sure the number of in incidents and contacts will be up. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I, I don't have that data quite yet um, compiled, so uh, I, I don't really have anything to compare it to. But, but based on the size of Pride this year and the <coughs> amount of people that attended, I wouldn't doubt that, that there's an up you know, compared to everything. Great, thank you. Um, and then the last question. So there was a um, incident that I became aware of uh, as it circulated around on social media and then around on some like local blogs um, about a arrest that happened during the Pride Festival setup. I think it was actually ended up ended up being two arrests. Uh, can you maybe talk about that in general? Um, so, so I can't speak too much on it because it is a continuing investigation that's going on um, surrounding that. Okay. Um, th that incident was caught on video and posted to numerous uh, avenues of social media. Uh, what that arrest was, was there is a warrant for a felony suspect that was seen um, at the location. Um, deputies com com um, put together a plan for an arrest, um, approached that person and, and made the arrest within the footprint of the festival. During the time of that arrest, there was a second person that inserted themselves with uh, what was going on with the arrest. Um, so that person was also arrested and that person was charged with obstructing because they basically interfered with the arrest of the felony suspect that was wanted. Great, understood. Thank you very much. I really appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm Commissioner Freeberg. Hello, thank you for Hi. your presentation. Uh, just a couple questions. So when something happens outside the city limits, like right on the line, do they give you the information, the other, uh, like LAPD or Beverly Hills Police Department, do they give you information that something just happened? So it, it just depends on the, the nature of the incident. Not, not every incident's gonna be reported, so um, some of the minor stuff is, is probably not gonna be reported to us even though it's close by, um, however, uh, report tracking and, and report data will eventually get shared via like our crime analysis unit. Um, generally, major incidents or serious incidents um, get shared immediately. So for example, if, if Beverly Hills had a robbery that was just outside of our area, they would call over to us immediately and have us either looking out uh, for a suspect, for example, or just give us that information that that crime occur uh, occurred. Um, sometimes we'll see LAPD in the area and, and we'll contact them on our own at the station to find out what's going on. It, it just varies, but we do get that information for major incidents quite quickly. Okay, so if someone got mugged literally a street over, would they tell you about that? Uh, typically they would if it was something that just occurred. Okay. Um, what about your volunteer program? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Like how many people you have, what they actually do all day? Um, so, so we do have an active volunteer program. Um, I believe there's probably right around 20 or so active volunteers. 
Um, they do a, a wide variety of different things at the station. Um, uh, one of the aspects of the volunteer program is called VOP, Volunteers on Patrol. That's where two volunteers would be in a uh, marked sheriff's vehicle. It's not a black and white vehicle like you see the deputies driving. It's a, a white vehicle that clearly says Volunteers on Patrol. And they basically act as a, an additional eyes and ears out there uh, in the public um, while engaging with the community and, and businesses and whatnot. Um, some of the other options or um, details that the, the volunteers are able to do is that they man our front desk at the, the sheriff's station where they greet people coming in um, that may need a report, um, may need to speak to somebody, whatever, whatever the contact is, and they take information and, and give it over to our dispatch or our desk personnel. Um, some of the other volunteers do some specialized things for us um, with helping with programs and um, special things at the station. It just varies, but most of the volunteers are either front desk or volunteers on patrol. Oh, okay. I didn't know anything about the patrols. That's interesting. Okay, the other thing I wanted to know, let's say there's a theft in your, let's say my building, and they're breaking into cars. Whose responsibility is it, or is it nobody's responsibility to tell residents in that building that there are, you know, robberies going on? So, so generally, um, the sheriff's department wouldn't uh, notify other residents uh, of something like that. You might see something or hear something on um, some of the apps that are available, things like Citizen, that, that might aware, uh, make somebody aware of those type of incidents. However, us as a department, we don't go door-to-door um, -door telling people for crimes such as that. Um, mainly because it can be construed in a negative way, you know, where a building manager might then come and complain to us and say, hey, why are you making my residence feel unsafe? Something like that. It would be more falling upon the uh, property owner to make that notification to their residence there. But they're not required to tell anybody? I don't believe there's any requirement. I, that I can't really speak on 100%, but I don't no, believe Danny? there's a requirement. No, okay. No, there's no requirement. Can I just interject just real quick? I mean, one of the things that the, we're working on is our social media platforms to try and notify. So, again, we are trying to get with the times, you know, to try and notify people of things that are occurring. So whether it be crime trends, whether it be an incident that just happened, be on the lookout, be aware, this is why the helicopters are overhead. We're working on trying to get a, we don't have a full-time uh, public information officer, but we're working on that. I know the city is in the process of, um, of getting two civilian positions, but we're working on trying to do that uh, so that we could be more connected with our community. So we could tell them, be aware, don't leave things in the in your car. You know, the residents are getting broken into by this gate. And, um, mm -hmm. it, you know, whatever the reasons are, we do, will try to give general information. But there's also one thing that I know the cops team does is that they go to the uh, apartments, they go to businesses, and they do what they do, a threat assessment. So we can go and say, okay, because you have high brush here, you don't have a well-lit area, um, this lock is broken, we can come in and, and, and give you an assessment so that the apartment complex, the business, whatever, the resident, it could be a single-family dwelling, that we can do that for them as well. So we're working on trying to get our social media out there so that we can actually stay connected with our residents. Okay, thank you. And one more question. There was an incident in my building, and one of the residents was walking her dog going down the elevator, and her dog is, you know, he's a big guy, and she usually doesn't like anyone in the elevator because then he's going to grab the food, he's going to do whatever. So she asked the delivery um, person to just wait, you know, let me just go down first, I'll send the elevator right up. And he got so livid about this. So 
after she went out, she was she knew that he was unstable. Like she could tell by his reaction, it was just way too out there. So she waited, 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 and he's not coming out. He's not coming out. And so she didn't want to go back in. And then eventually, somehow he got out of the building, you know, drove by and said, called her a racist bitch. So she goes back to her apartment and she sees on her door, he spit all over her door. He spit all over her dog's toys. He spit over everything. And then when she looked at her camera, she saw that he went back to her apartment three times to do this. And so she called the police. She called the sheriff's department. They said there was an emergency happening and we can't get anyone there. It's probably gonna take hours. So she was left alone for hours. And I'm wondering why no one had notified block by block. Why didn't somebody come sit with her? What happens with, like, where was the breakdown there? Um, typically, we wouldn't take it upon ourselves to notify block by block um, necessarily for something like that, unless the person maybe requested that somebody come sit with her. I don't know the specifics of the call. I mean, it's very possible that we could notify block by block to come sit with her, to, to be with her. Um, it's not something that, that's normally done by us. Um, it would have to be kind of requested that's maybe by the person even calling. Even if she doesn't even know block by block exists, that's another problem. You, you know, typically when we get phone calls for something of that nature, it's, it's more of a, a report type call for us. Um, so block by block probably wouldn't be the, the, one of the first things on our radar that needed to get done. Um, and, unless, like again, I don't know the details of the call or what happened on the phone, but if she said that she was uns, uns, feeling unsafe or needed somebody to be there, um, that could have been an option. It, it, it is possible, and our, our desk staff uh, can call block by block, but uh, I don't know what the breakdown occurred for that particular incident. I mean, is this something you can look into the future, maybe suggesting to people we have somebody that can stay with you for two and a half, three hours, you know, while she's trying, she can't go outside because she, she has to go to work. She can't go outside because she doesn't know if the guy's there. Right, uh, I'm sure that that's something we can definitely look at with partnering with Block by Block. I don't know that they would be able to spend two, three hours there. Uh, I'm sure when, when Shay comes up and speaks to you guys next that maybe he could address that with uh, the time of his staff. I really don't know that they could stay, stay that long. However, we can definitely work with working with Block by Block to uh, arrange things like that if the, a situation like that were to come up in the future. Okay, thank you. That's it. All right, great. Um, Commissioner Bob. Uh, just a quick uh, follow-up, thank you. Um, I was wondering, because I'm kind of new to this, if you could explain when uh, the Sheriff's Department calls helicopters for, calls helicopters for support. Um, of recent, I've really noticed a lot of helicopter activity, and I'm not exactly personally aware of when it's deemed necessary to do that. I know there was an instance um, like over on Olive where there was an armed suspect in a building, and so there was maybe a helicopter over there. I don't know, if you can, can you uh, help me understand when the Sheriff's Department calls for hel helicopter support? Well, believe it or not, we call for helicopter support quite a bit, um, but, but we do share that helicopter service with uh, numerous other areas within the county, so we don't get it here quite often. Uh, lately, it seems like we have been having that support available to us because they have been here and we have gotten those complaints from the, the public. Um, some of the times when, when people are hearing those helicopters, it may not be us, it may not be the Sheriff's Department helicopter. We do have local media quite a bit that, that, that hovers overhead. Um, LAPD also is pretty active with their helicopters, so it may not necessarily be us. Uh, when it comes to criteria for calling out a helicopter, 
um, for our calls. It, it just varies, but um, typically something a little bit more in the serious nature. We, we might call out for um, a burglary that just occurred and somebody might still be in the area, mm-hmm. an armed suspect. Uh, we're looking for somebody in the area, uh, looking for a vehicle in the area. Mm-hmm usually um, involving in a felony crime typically is, is what we would have the helicopter respond for because it is uh, time consuming and it is something more uh, in, uh, of an important level. Um, there recently was, near, I think it was near Olive, I don't think it was Olive for that, that, that helicopter call out that you're referring to, but um, it was for an armed suspect that was possibly in a building mm-hmm. and the helicopter was there for quite a bit of time and we did receive quite a few calls about it. But the helicopter's response is uh, invaluable to our uh, deputies on the street, they can see and, and give a lot more information out than uh, a person on foot on street level can. So they really are invaluable to us and, and we definitely wouldn't have a helicopter there if it wasn't needed because basically that operation of that helicopter is an expensive thing to do. Um, so it, it isn't something that, like we're wasting you know, resources by having it here just hovering around. When they are here, it is critical to our operations. Okay, understood. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Commissioner Nichols, I believe you're next. Thank you. Thank you, Sergeant Duran. Um, so I did want to go back to the arrests that were made at Pride on June 3rd. So as has been mentioned, there's been a lot of coverage on social media, and there's been a lot of information that is incorrect. So I want to give you the opportunity to correct some things that you are able to speak to, if you are able to. I understand it's an ongoing investigation. Uh, The first thing is most concerning to me is that supposedly the police officers who made the arrest, who called it in, made homophobic comments at Pride to the person who was arrested. Can you speak to that? Um, It is an ongoing investigation. Um, I can speak a little bit to it because I was there personally. And I can tell you with... uh, with 100% certainty that that nothing was said homophobic during that arrest. Great, thank you. Also, uh, a lot of people are saying that three people were arrested. I understand it was actually two people that were arrested, correct? That's correct. Um, I think there was some video that was circulating around social media that showed a third person being involved. And uh, basically that person was a friend of the female that was arrested. And um, that friend accompanied uh, her to the jail to kind of ease the process. So that person was not arrested or detained. That person went with us voluntarily to the station. Which is unusual that they were able to do that and to calm the situation. It was a de-escalation that you allowed that person to do this, yes? Yeah, very, very much so. That, that person was, was very helpful in, in, like you said, de-escalating the situation. Um, it, it was a little bit tense out there, and that person volunteered to do that, and that isn't something that we would normally do, but we took that opportunity because we thought it would be best. Yeah. I know that there have been changes in the charges, which you don't need to speak to, but it was originally a felony warrant that the arrest was made for, yes? Correct. So another thing, and again, um, Lieutenant Lapkin, you mentioned about public information officers coming on board which is excellent news, which will certainly make all of this go a lot smoother, that they can put this info out there very, very quickly. Um, but um, one of the other things is that it was a very violent arrest. You were there. How would you characterize it uh, compared with other felony arrests? 
I, I wouldn't characterize it as, as violent. Um, I, I think the video that, that you may have seen um, could appear that way based on the narrative with the video. But when, when you look at it um, through body cam video that was, that's through our, what we have access to that, that might be released at some point, I, I think you'll see that, that the, the violence aspect of it wasn't there. Um, I, I will tell you that typically with uh, felony suspect arrests, um, our protocol would be to detain somebody at gunpoint and have them do a felony prone situation out on a, a street or wherever it is where they're laying flat down with their arms out and there's deputy with guns drawn. Um, that wasn't done in this instance to try to avoid any safety concerns because of the area and where it was. So there was some planning involved with this. It wasn't just a, a whim. And um, again, I, I wouldn't ca characterize it as violent when, when there's a review of things. Right. Um, and I will say that the next day there were certainly protesters, which were all allowed to protest, absolutely, um, at the parade, uh, which I was thankfully able to be on the float. And they, they were pretty rough. I mean, I, I know that your officers were, were helping to hold them back. Somebody broke through. They came at our float. It was a city float. And one of the other commissioners, um, did hear, I mean, they called us effing Nazis. So I'm cleaning it up. Um, I've been to lots of pride parades. I've been called a lot of things on both coasts for decades. Um, normally it's the Nazis calling me things. Um, uh, one other thing I did want to ask you about, thank you for explaining that a bit. There was a stabbing on the east side, I think it was the 18th of May, and the, uh, there was an arrest made. I think it was at the Gateway Center. Is there any update? Is there any motive, anything that you can tell us about that? Um, I, I do believe there was an arrest made with that. Um, I don't know the status of the charges with that arrest. Um, I can just tell you that it was two people that knew each other in some type of relationship. Um, and, and it did occur, and the person that was uh, stabbed has been released from the hospital and, and has recovered uh, from the basic injuries that they had. Good. Thank you very much. Um, Commissioner Aramian. Uh, thank you, Chair Hallman. Um, I apologize, you already spoke on this, but I just want to get a follow-up on the alleged allegations of a tenant on Laurel Avenue um, poisoning pets. Um, I've gotten several emails. I invited the community to come speak on it today. What is the status on that? They know who is doing it. Um, is there a pending investigation? How are we gonna mitigate it to, so it doesn't happen in the future? Um, any updates on that? Um, it, it is still a current and active investigation with our detective bureau. Our detectives, um, I believe today or yesterday, I'm not 100% I'm not sure which day it was, that, that they did speak to um, several people at the location that lived there and some people that were directed to them that, that may be involved in some type of way. So it is actively being investigated. Um, I, I, don't, I can't speak on the evidence as to what's there, but it, it is actively being investigated by our detectives as well as animal control. Do you know if the landlord of the property was advised to put some cameras up so there could be some evidence of what's being done? Because as of now, I'm assuming it's just hearsay for now. There's no solid evidence that this individual is doing that. Um, is that a recommendation can, is that a recommendation can be done 
by the sheriff's department, or does that be a, a, a city of West Hollywood? Yeah, or absolutely. Like that? We, we do recommendations. We, we don't do any type of mandates, anything like that. But when we do uh, arrive at a location and there isn't video, um, or they don't have video systems, we do recommend that it, it, it is a good deterrent and it is a good crime fighting, uh, crime fighting tool that we can use. So that, that is something we would definitely recommend, uh, typically on calls where uh, somebody's reporting something that, that was hard to prove. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Harrison. Thank you. Um, notwithstanding the uh, float situation uh, that was mentioned, which is fine, uh, that's part of life and being in this position, um, when would you release body cam footage? Like, when do you make that determination? You mentioned it earlier, and I'm bringing it up because you raised it. When would you make that determination, especially given how high profile the incident was, and, and not making a determination which, you know, size correct, obviously I was there, but uh, I'm just curious, what would be the determining factor for releasing that? So that, that isn't typically made at our level here at the station. Um, that would be something that our Sheriff's Information Bureau would do um, with some type of a release based on um, requests and whatnot. Um, however, when it's still an active investigation, they, they tend not to, to release it quite yet. So I, I can't really give you a time frame, but it, it wouldn't be doing, done through our station Thanks. directly. Appreciate it. Um, commissioners, any additional questions? Well, I just want to thank you. Um, I think our sheriff's department did a great job during Pride. Um, it was a large grid this year for you to control. Also being on the commissioner float, um, aside from seeing all of the great joy from everyone who is standing there and excited to celebrate pride, um, you are more vulnerable. And I felt very safe. I know there was the incident at the end, um, but I never felt that I was in peril. So I just wanna thank you. Um, I know the hours were long. They so. were, and um, we had a great team from uh, Emergency Operations Bureau that provided additional deputies to staff the parade. Um, and they did an excellent job in providing security for the parade and, and keeping that end of parade incident uh, safe and orderly. Yeah. So thank you. Um, Commissioner Secretary, do we have any comments in chambers? Yes, we have one in chambers. Kevin Burton, if you want to approach the podium, you'll have three minutes to speak. Good evening, Commissioners. I'm Kevin Kevin Burton, a resident of West Hollywood, and uh, it's been a while since I spoke to the Public Safety Commission. A lot of new faces, and welcome Commissioners Aramian and Blau. I am here to speak today on behalf of the West Hollywood Bicycle Coalition. Several years ago, at our request, this commission worked with the Sheriff's Department to provide to the community data on the number of collisions between bicycles and pedestrians and vehicles on a monthly basis, which had not been provided before that time. And that data includes the date and the time and the location, assignment of fault by the responding deputies, as well as the California Vehicle Code or city ordinance that is contravened on which assignment of fault is based. About a year ago or so, 
additional data which has been provided to the commission and the community in the form of the collisions between scooters and pedestrians, and that was alluded to briefly by Sergeant Duran. However, these reports are not nearly as complete as the reports on pedestrians and uh, bicycle collisions with vehicles. And they don't include, for example, the time and the date and the vehicle code violations. And we would request that the reports of collisions between scooters and pedestrians or scooters and vehicles include all of the information that's provided about collisions between vehicles and pedestrians, vehicles and bicycles. Secondly, a second request. We are interested in the number of collisions between bicycles and pedestrians, scooters and pedestrians on sidewalks in West Hollywood. West Hollywood has, a res has an ordinance governing this for bicycles. State law governs collisions between scooters and pedestrians on sidewalks. Uh, we are going to work with the city to try and update the ordinance that applies to bicycles, and we would greatly appreciate if the Sheriff's Department could give to us the number of citations made to either scooters or bicycles uh, related to collisions with pedestrians on sidewalks in West Hollywood. For the last two or three years, that would be grateful that would be very helpful to us in the community, and we are hopeful that the commission will support these requests. Thank you. Thank you. Commission Secretary, do we have any more comments in chambers? We may have one comment in Zoom. We'll check that now. Thank you. In the phone number um, ending with the last four digits of 5307, if you can please press star six to unmute yourself if you wish to speak at this time. Um, again, please press a star six and you can state your name and you'll have three minutes to speak. Hi, good evening. Are we connected? Yes, we can hear you. Hi, thank you. Lynn Russell calling. I just uh, tuned into the meeting briefly and happened to hear the comment from Commissioner Freiberg about the um, woman that, in, that called the sheriff's station for assistance during what I believe she perceived as a rather threatening situation. Um, I was actually rather astonished at the answer she received from Sergeant Duran. And um, what was even more astonishing about it was that there doesn't seem to be any protocol for coordination between what has been sold to the residents as some sort of an interim protective layer for the residents of West Hollywood in the block-by-block um, -block individuals. When I had a, a situation, serious situation years ago uh, with a homeless man jumping out of my sixth floor fire escape to my front door, I put in a call to the sheriff's station and um, uh, a very, very attentive Deputy Reynolds, who was on the cops team, handled it from start to finish, including um, having the, uh, it got very involved, but in, including having the um, building manager 
literally evicted from the building because of his lack of due diligence in leaving various outer doors open. But it really struck me, not only because of my own personal experience, but the fact that there's no protocol in place. And this block-by-block team or teams has been the subject of discussion for quite some time. So I would really encourage Sergeant Duran to evidence a much better solution to that and make it known to the residents as to what the protocol is for various types of engagement. I think people would have a much better sense of peace of mind. So thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Chair, that's the last speaker we have. Last speaker. Any additional commissioner comments for Sergeant Duran before we move on? All right, thank you, Sergeant Duran. And again, welcome back, Lieutenant Lapkin. Next on our agenda, item 9C, report from our block-by-block security given by Shea Gibson. Shea Gibson, Operations Manager for the Security Ambassadors, West Hollywood. Um, Mr. Gibson, we're having a hard time hearing I'm you. I'm sorry, I'm very sorry. No one wants to lean in this evening. I don't know what the issue is. I was gonna complain about it too. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, so I'm just gonna give a, a, a quick uh, brief um, report of um, some of the things that we were, we were doing or involved in as far as uh, the month of May goes. So of course, um, we had our semi-annual community safety uh, update that was brought to City Council on May 15th. Um, my RVP reported out um, stats from the past six months uh, from October 1st, 2022, all the way through April 30th, 2023. Um, I had a very uh, interesting and, and, and I would say uh, more of a fun time uh, with the walk around with uh, Commissioner Nickel. Um, we did uh, discuss various topics and uh, I think that, uh, well I hope that I, I answered uh, your questions as, as, as best as I could and kind of satisfied some of, some of the, uh, the things that you wanted to know. Um, but I did uh, appreciate your time, so thank you for that. Um, also, we have, do have several new faces, so we have hired uh, um, quite a few new people uh, and been conducting our trainings with them. Of course, that will uh, continue on. They should be coming out of their training phase um, shortly. It does take about a good solid 30 days. Um, and then preparing for our three-day Pride event, which I feel we were tasked with um, uh, uh, supplying support uh, for code enforcement and also for the Sheriff Department uh, as far as addressing uh, vendors and different things of that nature. Um, I think it went well. Um, there were some moments where it did feel a little overwhelming, but uh, I think we handled things well. Uh, I think pride went well. Um, I was out there myself, so I did enjoy it, and I hope you all enjoyed it as, as well. Um, and that really concludes my report and ready for any questions. Thank you. Um, commissioners. 
Do we have any questions? No questions? Oh, all right. Commissioner Saltzman, thank you. Thank you, Chair. Uh, in your report, um, toward the back, there's information about response times. Yes. And I just was curious, um, some of them are very good, um, zero minutes, nine minutes, 10 minutes. Um, some of them are not so good, um, closer to half hour or longer. And I'm just curious if you could talk about that a little bit. Uh, yes, I don't have that information in front of me right now, but I, I wouldn't be able to uh, uh, tell you exactly what um, the, the, what would seem to be the lag in response time was uh, exactly, um, but uh, we were able to um, keep the situation under control until the sheriffs did get there. I'm not sure I understand. So I wouldn't be able to speak to why it took that amount of time for the sheriffs to reach us in particular, um, but. So that's the response time that is from the, the sheriff response to your, Co your Correct, correct. I'm sorry if that's what you're asking. So yeah, so what we do is we will place a call to the sheriffs and then we, we will uh, stand by until the sheriffs get there. So we record the time that we place the call and the time that they arrive. Thank you. So my question is really for the sheriff's department. I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, I'm sorry. No, thank you. Um, Commissioner Nichols. Yes. Um, Madam Chair Gibson, thank you for the, for the walk along. I really appreciated it. And you really did answer a lot of my questions. And I think it was Elizabeth who was yes. with us. Yes. Who's been with you guys for quite a long time, yes? That's correct, yes. Yeah. Um, one of the things that happened as we were walking scooters. There were just scooters around and we talk a little bit about it that of course you you can't do anything. You don't issue tickets when people are riding on the sidewalk where they're not supposed to be riding. But um, sometimes you guys do call people out. I mean, they go by fast. You can't chase them down or anything, but you do do that. You do point it out whether they listen that doesn't always happen, correct? This is correct, this is correct. Uh, we do try our best to get people to slow down and you know, it, it, it is a, a mounting task. Yeah, one time we, I think that we sort of had to move out of the yes. way because one was moving pretty fast. <laughs> so on your report, it did say something about the scooter, Im scooter improper parking. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that that's one of the things that the security ambassadors do. You call that in, when you see scooters around, they, they can call it in to have it moved? Do so, so well, what we typically do is that if the scooter is um, blocking the, 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 the passageway or the right-of-way, um, we will try to physically remove the scooter ourselves so that we clear that, 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 right. that, that, uh, that right-of-way. So when it mentions these incidents, the scooter improper parking, it's that, that it yes. was blocking the way and you guys had to take time out of your day to move the scooters. Correct. I mean, we are on patrol anyway, but, I mean, it, you know, it kind of works out, yes. Got it. Um, okay, I think those were the main things for me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Commission Secretary, do we have any public questions? We have no comments in chambers on this item. And, oh, you know, we're on a lag today for some reason. I was on the button. <laughs> yeah, you know, for some reason, it's coming up slow, but please go ahead, Commissioner. 
Can't be me, could it? Um, thank you for your presentation. So when you count unhoused residents, are, is it possible that someone could be counted more than once? It is. Yeah? It is. Okay. And do you visit senior buildings? Have you introduced yourself to the buildings in our city? It's, the been, it's been a while. It's been a while. I've been here now six years, so it's kind of, they kind of, those things were kind of happening at the beginning of my tenure. So, so six years ago? Well, I'm not going to say put it that far. That's just how long I've been here. So maybe I would say maybe like four years ago at least. Okay. Do you have any plans on revisiting that? I do now, yes. Okay, thank you. Um, do you also have sensitivity training for people with disabilities? Not, I'm not just talking about mental, physical disabilities. Yes. Okay. Now back to, were you here when I was talking about my friend in my building that yes. had the incident? Um, so I actually told her about block by block. So she ended up calling you guys and she thought it was amazing. She said they were so professional, so caring. Everything they said was like, whatever you need, we'll be there, we'll help you, you know, because she was coming home for work. She was afraid to come home for work that day. Um, because she never, she didn't want to press charges because she was terrified. Because mm. she knew, you know, if he could do that, what if he takes it a step further? Right. Um, so she set up a time to meet with an ambassador. She got dropped off, like, way away from her home, and, and he walked her home. And she said that she never felt so safe in her life. She appreciated every moment of it, and she, so th she wanted me to thank you Excellent. so much Excellent. for the job that you, you were doing. Um, it's, you know, when you're a woman walking around at night or you have an incident like that, it is so terrifying, you know? And I know it's hard to put yourself in the, the body of a five foot three girl walking down the street at night, but it, you know, we're always on the lookout. Um, so to have you guys there and to have some deterrent, to have someone to run to, have someone to walk you home, you know, someone to identify a suspect. She didn't get the license plate, she was too, she wasn't thinking, you know, she was terrified. Um, so I just really want to thank you for the work that you're doing, your ambassadors and the professionalism that they have. Um, and I really hope that you really do start really promoting who you guys are, why you're there, introduce yourself, you know, even as far as you can get. And I wish the city would maybe send out a flyer or something out there to all our residents and let them know about you because it's you know, when I go on my walks, I see three or four of you out there, and I'm so happy to see that. You know, it makes me feel so safe. So I just wanted to thank you, and I, and I do thank the sheriff, too. I'm not leaving you out. Um, but I just, you know, you're doing great work, so thank you. Thank you very much. I, I truly appreciate it, and I'm sure the, the, the teams appreciate it as well. And I, and I do want to bring up the fact that the sheriffs didn't call you. Should they have called you to sit with her? Why they didn't I don't know, know if she that, was that would be necessarily the case. What we could have done, though, is, is came out and provided a safety escort for her. Right. We wouldn't necessarily be able to go onto private property and, and sit for two and three hours. Right. Um, I'm not asking someone to go sit and hold right, her hand. Right, but we definitely her, could have responded you know. and, and gave her an escort or tried to make her feel safe or anything like that. Yeah, because, so I the, mean, she was on her way out to work. She couldn't go to work until... Yeah, we definitely Yeah, we definitely could have came over and and, 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 and and nothing to the sheriffs. It's just that right. you know, um, if if she has our number, uh, which I hope that she does, please definitely. She does do. now. Okay, cool. So please <laughs> yeah. definitely give us a call and, and we'll do everything that we can. Okay, I'm just I'm, 
you know, just like one of the caller had said, I'm really upset that there was this gap. You know, I mean, you're here for a reason, and I think, you know, it would have been nice to um, just make a resident feel safe. So thank you. Thank you. All right, Commissioner, since I seem to be having a lag here with my system, um, any other questions for Mr. Gibson? No? All right, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. You all have a blessed day. Uh, Chair, it looks like we have a phone number that hopped on um, on Zoom, so I don't know if maybe we can just switch over just to see whether or not there'd be a public right, comment. hold that thought. Is it for block by block? Do we know? Um, I don't know, but uh, I'm I'm assuming. I believe the number called in uh, before during the sheriff's uh, report. Can we switch over um, to Zoom? Thank you so much. If the phone number ending uh, with the digits of uh, 5307 would like to speak and comment at this time, please state your name and you would have three minutes to speak. Hi, thank you so much. Yes, this is Lynn Russell again. I, I just got on this line to comment at the end with public comments, but I'm happy to make it now because it actually connects with block by block as my previous comments were stated. The one point that I really neglected to make in any of these interactions is the sense of, there doesn't ever seem to be a sense of immediacy in a situation like this. And when things happen to this extent, they get lost in the bureaucratic turnaround. And then it's just follow up and follow up and then Nobody's really sensitive, or not many people are sensitive to the situation, but along with qualifications for somebody's job, it would be really important that people exercise a sense of immediacy and had all of the opportunities and choices and protocols that they could rely on. Otherwise, people seem to be falsely dependent on um, people to be aiding them or tending to a situation when it comes up. And that, um, I think that's a really important aspect. So if you would consider that along with my other comments, um, that would be appreciated. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Lynn. Um, Chair, that's the last speaker we have in Zoom. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, item 10 on our agenda, um, our items from staff, are there any updates? Um, yes, there is. Evening? Yes, thank, thank you, Chair, and, and good evening, uh, Public Safety Commissioners. And first and foremost, congratulations to the newly sworn uh, commissioners and welcome to the team. Um, for those uh, who are unaware, I'm Danny Rivas. I'm the Director of Community Safety for the City of West Hollywood. Um, and uh, one of the many roles that uh, myself and actually my coworker, uh, Jessica, uh, provide is to support uh, the commission. Um, but if there are any uh, public safety related uh, requests, um, inquiries, um, et cetera, I know that uh, commissioners, uh, um, public safety will definitely be reached out to by the community, um, you know, even if it isn't your, your neighbors and it could be somebody that you've never had contact before, but um, now your names uh, are certainly out there and uh, are being broadcast uh, with every monthly meeting. So um, if there's things that come up uh, related to our West Hollywood Sheriff Station, our Los Angeles 
County Fire Department, our block by block security ambassador program, um, our code enforcement program, um, and even if it has to do with other uh, divisions or departments and functions, um, that is uh, my priority and my role as the liaison to the Public Safety Commission to make sure that I'm able to field those uh, questions and those inquiries and, and provide any guidance that I can. So I just wanted to, to make mention of that. And I do have a, a couple of updates. Um, I do wanna thank, I know our assistant uh, fire chief, uh, Drew Smith, had to, to leave. Um, and attend another uh, another meeting, but um, you know I wanted to thank all of our public safety partners um, for the great work um, that they did uh, during Pride. I know uh, some of which, or maybe uh, all of you, were able to participate in, um, but it was uh, clearly a successful um, and safe event, um, and there was uh, a lot of work. Um, that was put into that uh, from all of our public safety partners. We certainly had folks involved um, doing um, increased foot patrols um, and making sure that uh, the medical uh, tents and uh, emergency services um, were there in place uh, and that we were well prepared. So I'm happy to hear that uh, many of you uh, took part in that and enjoyed yourselves as well as members of, of the community as well. Um, and know as well that um, you know city staff also worked from a variety of different departments. Um, the list is, is extensive, um, but I wanna thank all of our, our city staff as well uh, for everybody that put a lot of time um, and a lot of effort uh, into uh, achieving the success of Pride. Um, we are uh, looking ahead uh, at the calendar uh, for Halloween, and so uh, similar to uh, Pride, um, we certainly start those conversations internally um, early on in terms of, again, just coordinating um, and looking at uh, what is gonna be needed uh, from the community, what is gonna be needed from our public safety partners as well, and then providing uh, those folks, our partners, uh, with the resources that they need to, to be successful and to keep our community safe. Um, I did also want to um, make mention that um, for our uh, next uh, commission meeting, um, staff does plan on bringing an item um, that's focused around uh, going over and presenting the Public Safety Commission bylaws. Um, there were some changes that were made, um, and I know our chair um, several months ago um, with the previous commission was able to participate with staff actually presenting and going over that, and I think um, we heard a lot of great and constructive and positive feedback from the commission. So I think this is a great opportunity now that we have uh, a relatively a new commission in place and super excited to, to work with, with all of you and that we would be able to kind of go over that, answer any questions uh, that the commission may have, and then in addition to that, go over the Public Safety Commission purview, um, which included uh, in the West Hollywood Municipal Code, um, and then following that, establishing um, a work plan uh, for uh, the Public Safety Commission as it will be the beginning of the fiscal year. Uh, so for us here at West Hollywood and uh, all of local governments, we operate from July 1st um, to June 30th, so we are getting near. Um, wrapping up the end of this fiscal year uh, for West Hollywood. Um, and so as we look ahead, it's important for the commission to set 
um, those uh, work plan goals um, as a group um, after uh, looking at uh, the bylaws uh, and looking at uh, the purview of the, the Public Safety Commission and answering any questions um, at that time. Um, in addition to that, we will have our city clerk um, that will be participating um, at our next commission meeting um, as we will have as all the rest of the commissions and advisory boards in the city um, establishing an item uh, in regards to the chair and vice chair um, of the Public Safety Commission. So um, Melissa Crowder, our city clerk, will be participating uh, in that meeting at that time as well. Um, and then as I'm just looking at my notes here, um, I also just wanted to make mention that uh, one of the things that uh, Lieutenant Lapkin and Sergeant Duran um, uh, are going to be looking into, and I believe Sergeant Duran had mentioned that at the last commission meeting, is uh, really kind of focusing on maybe bringing in um, some representatives um, from the Sheriff's Department and our different bureaus to provide some updates um, and information to the commission. Um, there's a, a lot to unpack um, when it comes to our public safety uh, contracts and, and the great work that everybody does. And so um, any ability that we may have an opportunity to get in front of the commission, um, to have different folks, uh, even if it's from fire, um, as well as, as block by block and some of our other programs, um, that is something that we're certainly gonna be looking to, so maybe we can work that out as a part of the work plan as well. Um, and then uh, just uh, uh, lastly, um, as I'm looking at my notes here, um, oh, I went through everything, got ahead of myself. So again, just thank you all and look forward to, to working with, uh, with everybody. And I'm available for any questions. Uh, any questions for Director Rivas before we move on? Uh, when it comes to adding items to the work plan, I assume we'll do that via motion? Uh, yes, and you know what, thank you, Commissioner, for, for bringing that up. And yeah, that, that is a, a great point. So yes, um, if commissioners do wish to um, place items on the agenda for discussion, um, then that would be uh, an opportunity um, for that to be done during items from commissioners. Um, and then if there is a consensus from the majority of the commission, um, then that item can be placed on uh, the next month's uh, agenda. Or if there's uh, information that needs to be gathered as a part of that item, you know, sometimes that might take a little longer, but um, yeah, we'll certainly be looking at that. But thank you for asking that question. So that would be, um, the process involved um, as opposed to discussing uh, certain topics um, during a, a public safety commission that's not uh, been agendized. Thank you, Director Rivas. Any additional questions for Director Rivas? I just wanted to know, are we gonna have a work plan soon? Like an actual printout of every month what we're gonna be going over? Yeah, so that's what um, we plan on doing um, next month is really um, going over, we'll have what we've used, kind of a template that we've used in the past, but really allowing you all now as the new uh, Public Safety Commission to really set that, um, it, what that would be um, under those certain areas and then establishing uh, certain timeframes um, within that would be the goal of the next meeting. Okay, thank you. Sure. All right, thank you, Director Rebus. Um, Commission Secretary, do we have any public comments at this time? We do have one public comment. 
If we can have Cesar Barrios come to the podium, please. You'll have three minutes to speak. Adam, congratulations on your position. Brandon, welcome, congratulations. Sorry. A few things that I uh, just wanted to discuss. Uh, if you guys could also look into creating a community service officer position, uh, cities like Santa Fe Springs, Santa Monica, Beverly Hills have that. That would help the sheriffs on maybe taking a lot of their workload on taking reports out there in the field. I mean, be non-sworn positions for the, the sheriffs. Uh, public, or public information officer for, for fire. I know you guys uh, created those two positions for the sheriffs. How about creating the, those positions for fire and getting information out there to the, the residents of West Hollywood? Also, uh, I've noticed that McCormick responds from outside the city limits. Uh, McCormick's an amb ambulance provider by the, by the county. Uh, if you guys could also maybe look into maybe why they're responding from outside the city limits. I know the city of Santa Monica has McCormick and they're within the city limits. McCormick responds from like Highland and Melrose area. So, I mean, it could lower response time. And something that could help the city and sheriffs, creating a database for security cameras like the city of Santa uh, Palm Springs. And their police department has a, a database of residents and business owners that has a database of cameras should a crime or something occur, they could always go back to that database and, and contact those individuals to see if any footage that could help them out with investigations. That's all I have. Thank you. Uh, now moving on to our shifted item, Commissioner comments. Um, before I call on commissioners, um, I would like to start um, and say that I was very proud to represent the city as chair of public safety on the commissioner float for the WeHo parade along with commissioner Nichols. Um, we had a great time. Um, we had great music and also I was asked to do the LA pride parade and there is no greater joy than seeing uh, how excited everyone is um, to celebrate pride. These are very strained and difficult times for our community. And I think it's very important that we have this opportunity to celebrate Pride. And the reception in the LA Pride Parade of the WeHo Float is overwhelming. So that's great. And also I would like to second what Director Rivas said. Uh, to coin a phrase, it does take a village to pull this feet off the sheriff's department, code enforcement, block by block, city staff, fire, and I hope I'm not omitting anyone. Um, I know many of you, I ran into many of you numerous times throughout the weekend. I just wanna thank you because again, it was a large footprint, a massive undertaking. Um, I think everyone did an exceptional job and I hope it's even larger next year. Um, commissioners, comments? We heard Commissioner Hearn. I just want to echo exactly what you said. I felt extremely safe. I think in light of DHS you know, warnings and everything else that we were hearing in the weeks leading up to Pride, um, I felt incredibly safe throughout. Um, 
So I just want to thank everyone for their help. And it was great to spend time with fellow commissioners riding on a float down the street. So thanks, everyone. Um, Commissioner Nichols. Yeah, uh, same thing. It was, it was an amazing experience, and it went off without a hitch. And I'm sure that um, it's only because there was a lot of hard work that we didn't even notice, which is the point. Didn't, weren't even aware of it in the background. Um, so I just wanted to say, yeah, it was, there was a lot of love out there. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Saltzman. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Um, I had the same reaction uh, of feeling safe, being impressed with the level of security and the smart aspects of it, how things were, were done, and uh, thank all the partners for that. I do want to provide a little information in addition to some things that I've been doing, uh, as you did, uh, Chair. Uh, I had a, a good meeting with Captain Mulder, um, learned from him his perspective on some of the staffing issues uh, and how the commission can be helpful and productive, and uh, thought that was a very helpful meeting for me. Um, the morning of the Pride Parade here in West Hollywood, uh, there was a reception in the sheriff's station for LGBTQ plus law enforcement. Uh, it was a great turnout. Uh, I was happy to attend. Uh, the sheriff himself was there, Sheriff Luna. Captain Mulder was there, representatives from the LAPD, the FBI, and other agencies. And uh, then that group uh, proceeded to march in the parade as out LGBT members of law enforcement. And I commend the Sheriff's Department for that effort in helping bring it apart, bring it, bring it about. Um, had the opportunity to meet with uh, Sheriff's Department Sergeant Keith Ho who is the sheriff's liaison to the LGBTQ plus community when he was in West Hollywood for a training um, and learned some of the things he's working on and shared some, some concerns with him. Um, and uh, I continue to serve on the community advisory board at USC for the Department of Public Safety. It's a group that the president of USC set up to advise her about rethinking public safety at the university, uh, and I'm happy to be doing that. And then there are a couple issues I wanted to raise, and I'm not sure if this is the right time to do that. You can direct me. Um, issues that I'd like to either get on our agenda or get into the monthly reports if my fellow commissioners think it's a good idea. Um, so two requests for Sergeant Duran. Um, in the monthly reports, whether we would have, could have information about response times um, and um, also about complaints. Um, so those are things that I think would be interesting to us if we're able to see that information. And I also wanted to just uh, commend Lieutenant Lapkin on the effort that's ongoing on the social media and encourage you to do that as quickly as you can. I receive real-time communication from Beverly Hills PD, LAPD, uh, and I would think the sheriff should be able to do the same thing. And for the size of our community, I think it could be very valuable for people to know what's happening in real time when that's appropriate. So I encourage those things as well. Thank you. 
Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Blau. Thank you, Chair. Um, I just want to say as well, uh, first off, thank you to the warm welcome, welcome I've gotten from my commissioners both today and uh, a couple weeks ago at Pride, um, as well from staff for all the help getting me spun up, um, and from our community safety partners. Uh, as well, thank you, um, Sergeant Duran, uh, Lieutenant Lapkin, um, Shay Gibson, he might have left, uh, and then Drew Smith has already left. So thank you all for the work that you've done and um, continue to do for our community. Um, Let's take a look. Uh, regarding the comment about having a database of residents and businesses with cameras, I was under the impression that we had a sort of program like that going on where we partnered with businesses to do something similar to that. Am I thinking incorrectly, Director uh -huh. Rivas? No, so there is an initiative that's pending um, that came from the city council to look into um, something such as what you just described and what um, the member of the public mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, we have looked at actually uh, the city of Palm Springs and they do have a, a business registry. Um, it's voluntary. Um, so if folks do want to take advantage of that. So it is something that actually we um, planned on uh, looking into to potentially incorporate in terms of fulfilling that initiative for the city council. But there is currently nothing in place at this time um, if there is an incident uh, that does occur, then the West Hollywood Sheriff Station uh, deputies and or detectives do make contact with uh, the business or the businesses in that area to try to retrieve footage. Understood, thank you. Um, yeah, that's all I've got. Thank you all. All right, thank you. Commissioner Freiberg. Well, since I had this item moved, I feel pressure to talk. Um, I wanted to congratulate um, both of our new commissioners to our commission. Um, it's good to see you. Good to have a full commission. Um, Danny, I, I do want to talk about getting um, <clears throat> block by block promoted. Maybe next month you can come back and tell us how you're doing that, how you're helping them out. And I do hope that, Sergeant Duran, that you do come back with something, some kind of answer to bridge that gap. Um, I don't want that to ever happen to another resident. And it's such an easy fix. So I hope next time you're here, you can speak a little bit more about how that gap is bridged. And thank you. Thank you for all you did during Pride, too. I mean, it was a great event. Everyone felt safe. There was, you know, just everybody had a good time. And I know you had a good time because I saw you but <laughs> on the front of the float. But so that was it. Thank you. All right, thank you. Um, commissioners, any other comments? It definitely yes. is lagging. Uh, we really are lagging, yeah. Um, thank you, Chair. I just want to thank uh, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson for swearing me in today. I am looking forward to this endeavor with my fellow commissioners. I believe West Hollywood is an amazing city. I've been a resident of West Hollywood for over 20 years. I live and work here. Um, it's just a beautiful city. And I know with a great commission like this, we're gonna make it even better. So I look forward to working with each and every one of you. And I look forward to hearing from the community. I welcome everyone from the community to come speak up at our meetings. If you see something, say something. Let us know. Um, and thank you. 
Thank you, Commissioner. Um, before we adjourn, once again, welcome to our full commission. Uh, I'm the old dude here. Um, and I'm very excited to work with you. I think we have an incredible commission, so I'm looking forward to us doing some good work. On behalf of the city of West Hollywood, you know, we are advocates for all residents, each and every one of them. So welcome to everyone. It is 740. Do not get used to this. I don't think we've ever adjourned this early before. Um, the 10 p.m. times will come, so bring your blankie. So with that being said, we are adjourned until July 10th. Good night. Thank you.